But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio right here in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. Wrestling Rob behind the glass. Intern Nick in the building. It's a big day. It's a big day for Chop Sports. We got ourselves a massive, massive guest coming on in just a little bit. We want to thank you guys for tuning in and watching us each and every day at 11 o'clock. Johnny Bench. Hall of Famer, Cincinnati Red, will be joining us at 11.30. We'll get into all that conversation in a little bit. If you want to watch us and support the show, be sure to go over to YouTube first, obviously. Uh, and there's our YouTube TV. How about that, huh? huh? See, I'm, I'm working on little things here. I have a TV now on the desk. If I want to smash the TV, I can. You know what I mean? So YouTube, like the video. We need to upgrade to a flat screen. I don't think the room, we don't have That's a remote a rotary guy. Yeah, right? you have to go up and change the channel by hand. You got kids tuning in like, what is that thing? Yeah, no, I... Um, <laughs> that is a relic. But but it is it is cool. We're we're using it because we can actually make this TV just explode. We can make this TV really? catch on fire. We're oh, not yeah. going to do so that right now because we, so didn't, many room for we didn't set it up. But yes, just to give you an idea, this so is what Artie's all about. Uh, if you want to support the show, I am so flustered right I know, now. Dave, I haven't had enough. Dave, we're all we're all yet. good. We're all good. Take a breath, Oof. right? So if you want to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Chop Sports. We're going to give Dave a little bit of a breather. So we have three tiers. The Rookie, Dynasty, I don't even know what the three tiers are because they're not... Actually, no, they are in front of me. Lottery pick, playoff team, and Dynasty. So it's 3 5 and $10. We're offering a bunch of new content coming up, I guess, towards the end of the summer. We're going to be rolling out a lot of stuff for football we're season. We're some more stuff for the, for the party, too. And yes, so. yes. So... Oh, wait, this party? The party yeah, that we're, we're going to talk we're, about I'm right now? Right now, we're going to talk about this party, so ladies June and gents. So June 26th, head on over to Merrill Park in Island, New Jersey. I almost did what you did and called it Merrill Park, New Jersey. And we have a barbecue going on. First annual Chop Sports barbecue from 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Head on over chopsports.events at gmail.com and let Ashley know that you're going to come because, as you all know, if you don't email, you might not be allowed in at the gate. <laughs> See, now, now it's so funny that we say allowed in as if it's not an open-ass yeah, park. Yeah, it's completely open. And we people have just like... A lot of people that are asking, like, is it cool if I bring this person or I apologize? I no, we want as many people as possible. It's yeah. a networking event, and yeah, we're excited sure. to see everybody there. And I want to make sure we also thank um, the, the, the guys that have contributed already, which is incredible. Uh, the support has been great as I'm pulling up my email because I want to make sure uh, they didn't hit me up. All right. Uh, which we all. So, yeah, support's been great. Absolute eyewear. Fusco Insurance. Uh, the, uh, the Kyle Kerms last night committed to a, a nice chunk of change to help us out. Also, um, uh, Curtis Counts. Also, Cornhole.com. Who's going to be? Or Cornhole. I'm cornhole sorry. Cornhole.com. They're going to be sponsoring some of the cornhole that's going to be going on over there. Uh, we have QB54 coming in as one of the games. We have the, the Olympics have you or the Chop Sports. Uh, that'll be happening as well at this barbecue. So it's going to be a good time. Did you think, yeah, Kyle, Joe, right? So oh, Joe, our, our, I'm sorry, Joey so D. So we have the Sauce Network with a major contribution, and we have Joey D., some friends and family yeah, of, man. of Chop Sports that are donating. I, I'm, we, I'm very like to thank you all. Very, yeah, very grateful for all that because it's, it's pretty badass that you guys would come on in and uh, make this – just even bigger than what it was last year. Me and Chris came out of pocket for like a million dollars last year for this bar tab. And we're like, this is great. And it's all Scoop's girl's fault. Thank you, Casey. Shout out. Hope you're, oh, you're not drinking anymore because now you're having a boy. So now you can't drink. So that's 
That's a bummer, man. Casey's and, probably going to be very did upset. kind of donate the bottle of Jack Daniels around Christmas time. That's Which we now are bringing. in my box on the way to the barbecue. And Tommy didn't drink that. I, well, no, I haven't. Even, I didn't ball, open right? it. But I haven't even touched. I don't. Drink I haven't Jack. opened it, and it's Oof. about a quarter of the way gone. And I just looked at it like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I didn't even open this. Did bottle. we have any Jack during that one UFC event that we were watching? Yeah, because Tommy. Oh no, Tommy was drinking Fireball. Tommy was drinking Fireball like yeah. a twenty-one year old. Yeah, yeah, he was a <laughs> clown. Um, you like Fireball over there, Nick? No, I absolutely hate Fireball. <laughs> I guess I'll be doing a lot of driving Sunday. I hear right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's gonna be no uh, Thursday. We plan on going to get everything and get it all lined. I think he's blah, talking blah, blah, about, about like designated, designated driving. driving. Oh, you're not drinking either. I don't, I don't really drink, bro. And my hmm. kids are gonna be there, so. Yeah, it's true. This could, yeah, I mean, my girl will be drinking. I'm on, I know I'm that. Right now, I'm currently on antibiotics, so I'm trying to get through a round of that so I could get hammered on Sunday. It'll go away. My the, cough, are, the cough lingers. The cough is still lingering on me. I've not been sick for a week now, and the cough is still like I'm on the elliptical today, and I'm just like, and people are just like, oh my god, he's not even wearing a mask. What's wrong? And I'm just like, guys, I'm fine. I'm fine. My girl hasn't drank fine. in a while, so I'm going to let her get loose. You know oh, what boy. I mean? So all she right. deserves well, it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, they all, listen, everybody that supports, listen, she lets you come here to That's work. That's right, yeah. Ashley lets you do your thing. My wife lets me do my thing. They all deserve to get hammered. However, I'm getting drunk.com. <laughs> There's no shot that I'm not getting hammered at this thing. The, the, the golden rule is don't be the drunkest at your own party. And that rule applies for, like, my daughter's third birthday coming yes, up. I'm not going to yes, be hammered. Things like but that. this... All bets are off. I might be Ubering my ass I have to some, and from. There's, there's a few people that I know are going to be the most hammered people there. Carl. <laughs> oh, your brother? Yeah, no. he's going to be a good Forget time. It. He's going to be one of the guys at QB54 that like just looks for interceptions. Diving everywhere, making sure every play is made. Uh, but it's all exciting. It's all very, very cool shit. We're very excited to bring it one more time uh, for a second year in a row, this time a little bit bigger. So here are the topics for today. Ladies and gents, we got some stuff to talk about. Johnny Bench obviously will... Cap us at around 11.30 when he jumps on. But first and foremost, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Your Tampa Bay Lightning. Ladies and gents, there's life. Uh, they were... Uh, damn, nobody expected, to make a good, them, nobody like expected them to joke, actually lay down the, the, the playoff experience that they have. You knew they weren't going to just lay down and get rolled over in this series. They won their home game. Right? They're, yeah, they went back home and won their home so game. So they won their home game. They so could take care of their home the, ice of the, of the, and then turn this the into a, a little small three-game series at the end and try and steal one on the road. But if they take care of home, I, you know, I don't have to explain to you how a seven-game series works, but it's about the only contribution I can make to this hockey conversation. <laughs> so, you know, steal the home, uh, take care of your home ice and steal one on the road, Tampa. Let's do it. Yeah. Three in a row. So, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm excited to see Tampa fight back. I said Tampa in six. Clearly, that's... Can it happen? Yeah. Yeah, that can happen. If they switch, if they do the same thing they just did to the Rangers, where they win four straight, mm -hmm. they can take it. They looked great last night. They scored some serious goals. You watched the highlights, obviously, right before. What can you take away from uh, from game three? Uh, well, first off, Tampa definitely uh, exposed Colorado for the biggest problem, which is goaltending. Oh, yeah, we, have, we knew they, that kind of goal. They have not had, Colorado has not had a consistent goaltender probably since Patrick Waugh played, which is years ago I love that was Patrick, like back bro. in the NHL 95 days yeah. Yeah. he would yeah. like meet other goalies at center ice and be <laughs> Yo, like what's Patrick up bro? Guy, bro drop them gloves absolutely so, <laughs> so Patrick Roy that, yeah. Patrick Roy yes <laughs> so, <laughs> him too so with that I mean I'm I'm still standing with Colorado and <laughs> five but okay because you think it's you think that, that was their one shining moment sort of like college basketball and then it's just over and I they're think just gonna get drilled I think out. Colorado mm -hmm. is now just oh. a I think they realize what they have to do to get it done in Tampa I think they can get that done uh, game four. And so I have a five. question. What about yesterday makes you think that? 
What about the game yesterday is like, well, they realize now, or is that just a feeling that you have or a hope that you have? It's it's more of a hope. Yeah. It's more of a hope because I, I... You would be rooting I've for Tampa as an Eastern Conference guy. I mean, I guess I'm rooting for Tampa too, so I could say oh, we no, got I'm knocked for, off I'm by the... I'm rooting for chi- Colorado. Oh, I'm rooting for Tampa. I, well, it's because one of my favorite players is Nathan McKinnon. Tread mm. lightly. <laughs> who, do I, who do I sound like if you're talking about the like, Davis? Timothy like, Riley's coming dare. in saying Franchuzo needs to start game four. That's that definitely not yeah. his name. I don't know. I don't... He's Franchuzo. He's Italian now. This guy's definitely French. Francois. This is Francois. Yeah. Francois. I, I don't know. It looks like Francois. <laughs> he might be French. I think he's from, uh, I think he's from the Ash, Czech. Ash, yeah. Ash, Ash is French. Like that, Ash, so could you can you like could dictate you? and like ma- like actually like write out yeah, how to say it? Just tell me if I'm right or wrong. Francois. That's Ash. probably not right. That can't be right. But anyway, I think it's close. He's the backup for Tampa Bay. Yeah, no, he's the backup for, for Colorado. Colorado. He's saying they got to make a chance. Facebook Support the user, division. Facebook user, please. Yeah, jump on over to YouTube. Uh, the link is in the uh, description. Please. What? What? What, me? Yeah. Oh, oh speaking to the mic? Yeah. Okay. Right. We want to hear your <laughs> majestic voice. All right, so, so yeah, the lightning like bounced this? back. Congratulations. Can you spell it? it? It was on the screen before. Don't worry about it. Actually. The moment has passed. Um, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Oh, before I get even farther than that, it's been a... Uh, hell of a contribution out of Dat Chat. We did skip over that by accident. I do want to c- congratulate Chop Sports for getting over 500 members in Dat Chat. Brand new social media platform. Very excited about it. Glenn, very active within Dat Chat and Facebook. He's been putting up some ser- like serious debates over on the Facebook. Yeah, group. I, I think know. that we've posted a couple of his topics for our show, yeah, which, so which is great. That's the literal point of the Chop Sports group. Yeah. Was- just so we could have show content. So yep. thank you guys. Keep delivering. For Appreciate us. you. All right, the Yankees get their fiftieth win. I'm not going to be one of those guys like first team the fifty wins, but it, they are. I mean, they're fifty and seventeen. Dave, Dave was definitely he that was guy. Definitely at 30. that guy. 100%. I was not. No, the Mets were those guys at twenty. There was like, definitely there was definitely well. there was like, definitely right, cool. a post where you said. I think it was Ken Pullman, shockingly, that came in and, <laughs> and chimed in against you, and you were like, "Oh, it wasn't a thing when the Mets won twenty, but it's a thing when the Yankees win thirty. Cool." Which is yes, that's exactly it's what like we. Were, a, it's like a rat race. The first thing, it's exactly wins, what it wins, was. It's wins. like if the Yankees do something great, we could all celebrate it. If the Mets do something great, we could be like, guys, it's still the Mets. <laughs> so that's that's that thought process. There's no Mets slander here. We apologize for that, um, sort of. But I will say this: another another game that the Yankees have played where they have like a no hit bid. I've never seen this many in one season, and dude, it's June, so it's like. Every other night, they're like, oh, this guy's no hit through six, through seven. Like, their pitching is unbelievable right now. And that's got to be their catalyst because as of last night, it took a Hicks, which, again, blew my mind that Hicks was the hero yesterday. But, like, it took that to happen for them to score a run, and that was, like, the ninth. Well, I think what's happening now the is eighth. a couple things that I'll say. With the Yankees pitching, I think Garrett Cole's going to be there till the end. The way Nestor looks, I think he has real staying power. Because he's not a hard thrower, so there's not as much torque. He's a lefty. Guys like him tend to be able to stay healthy and good for a while. I think Nestor's got the real deal. Uh, the real worry for me is Severino. And is Severino going to be able to sustain this past All-Star break? Pre-injury Sevy, he's always kind of broken down towards the, in the second half. And in the playoffs, he was a pretty much a non-factor. He's the thing that I'm worried about. Out of everybody on the staff, I think Montgomery were getting... We're, you know, we're, we're getting a little more than what we, we should have, and the same thing with Tyon. But if those guys could even be the median, then that's fine. As far as the lineup goes, guys like Gallo, guys like Rizzo, guys like Hicks that are clear major league players. They've, they've been in the league for almost 10 years, each of them at this point, maybe 5 to 10 years. So these guys are clear major league baseball players, and they're batting 160, 170. If your career average is 211, you batted 160 for the first three months, 
if you end up getting your career average, you could expect a possible 230, 240 out of Gallo down the stretch. So don't think that it's completely all lost. Tale of two seasons in terms of the splits. All-star break, a pre- and post-all-star break. I think the guys that we expected to fail, the Hicks, the Gallows, they might turn it up. I know? mean, look, there's nobody that was more adamant on like getting rid of Hicks than me. Okay? Look, look at like, the... Look at the bonuses we're getting out of Glaber. Everybody wanted Glaber out Dude, of town. You move him over to a, down a, the line a, yesterday. a position that he's comfortable. Glaber's tearing the cover off the ball right now. He's hitting the same way Judge was hitting two weeks ago. That's Glaber right now. How many more things are they going to do, by the way, the Yankees? Like, when they first started hitting, it was this. Oh, I right. love it. And then uh, now it's this. Keep it all we're going, all baby. Hearts now. This, it's like, what this are, is the type the of shit you want to see. It, it builds team unity. I, I love it. it. Yes, the I'm, whole I'm thumbs down it. thing. It, this is what you need. You need a moniker. You need a, um, almost an MO. And things like that, it brings the team together. It's Question coming the, in from uh, Mark Mensel. Uh, should we get another arm or just roll the dice if, if, that they stay healthy? Get another arm. If we could get another arm for cheap, 100% get another arm. I don't think you need you to get a... the kid a, from the Reds is available? Like, that, that's a thing? Luis Castillo? Luis Castillo? Castillo? He's probably... He's the type of Reds. arm that we're going to go after, I don't think it's him. He's going to... He's probably the best arm on the market right now. I mean, so he's not might, on the market, but, like, no, you know, he's like definitely, the Reds are going to sell. He's he definitely assume. on the market. He's been on the market. I think he was okay. on the market... Per, uh, before the season started. But who would you like to see the Yankees like? Oh, but here, Nick Shine coming in with a very good point. Domingo Herman's on his way back. Yeah, Domingo But we don't Herman, know what we're going to get out of I, him I don't think that they're really slating him to be in the rotation. I think he's a perfect candidate to be like the Mendoza type, the long relief Ooh, guy. He comes good in. Good reference. He comes like in that. when a, tartar, a starter might get touched up or we need a we have like a double header and we need a spot start. Perfect guy for that situation. Herman has had success as a starter, but with the injury history, him being in and out, you would imagine that he's going to need some time to get stretched out. I wouldn't put him back into that role right away, nor do they need him. Got some order? Well, I mean, you also can't forget about the two arms that the Yankees do have in their farm system, and Davey Garcia and Luis Hill, who have proven... Well, Hill's out for the year. Oh, that's right, Hill's out for the year. Garcia, he showed some shit last year. Nothing like nothing that I'm not going to go nuts about. Like, we got the future. We also have him as a trade piece if yeah, anybody and the Yankees really aren't, cares to The Yankees call. don't typically bring guys up and let them ride out the rest of the season because they're on a pitch count. Everybody's on a pitch count, at the, especially at the age that they're at. So you're going to bring him up and have him pitch deep into September. They'll probably shut it down and let those guys come in and, and get some leverage innings, high leverage innings in maybe not playoff games until they earn it. But yes, they do have some young arms. As far as who I'd like to see them get, you know when we brought in a guy like um, a tie-on last year? You don't need the top-flight guy. That's you true. just need somebody that's... Who's going to become available that's a third-slash-fourth, even back-end starter? That's all we need. Some guy that could come in and get some innings. I mean... Occasionally put together a really good let's, start. Let's call it how we see it. They're 15, 17, so they're doing something yeah, right. We you don't, know what I mean? Like, we're we not like, oh, need, my God, we need the this. The Yankees don't need yeah. a top-flight arm. They don't need to mortgage their future. They don't need to do all these things and then handcuff themselves in free agency because... They have to extend a guy that they just took on a big, uh, you know, who's expecting to get signed. Right. Yeah. Scoop bringing in a question. Does Britain, is he back? Does he come back this year or is he gone? No, he's not he's, even on the team. He's still there. He's still so there. I know he's there, but he's been hurt. So, like, well, I'm just trying to figure and out then, if he's out. And Chapman are uh, going to be down in Florida rehabbing. I thought Zach Britton was time? DFA'd. Yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was get done. That That's a but I, I guess I'm wrong. But, um, yeah, so go Yankees. I <laughs> like that, huh? I got the whole board thing working I don't know over if here. It went. Oh, it I heard it. It goes out. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So it goes out to the masses. Okay, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, I want I want somebody to be like, dude, what was that? You know what I mean? Or they just went deaf. Remember when we had the spinning wheel of death? We were trying to pick out stuff, and it was just bro. Like, duck, 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 duck. And everybody was like, holy the, the draft shit! Draft order. The it was fucked up. Anyway, um, so the Yankees get that done. Fifty wins. 
Good job. Uh, so the LIV is uh, still the NWO after all. They're still yeah, recruiting man. guys. They are just too sweeting themselves all the way. Um, they are now recru- <laughs> recruiting the face of golf. I mean, this guy, Brooksy, has been the guy, man, for the last couple years. And all of a sudden, LIV came calling and Brooks Kepka could be on his way to Saudi Arabia. Or at least where they play their golf outings. But, like, dude, this, I think PGA, which, by the way, They've caught a lot of slack over flack. Sorry, uh, they've caught a, little, a lot of flack over their advertisements on the back edge of Father's Day. There was like commercial after commercial after commercial. So now people are like, "Are they hurting for money? Like, are they are they playing too many ads? Are they doing that?" And I'm just like, LIV can literally just put out something and not run one ad if they didn't want to, if they didn't have to. Yep. So like, I think the PGA is legitimately, legitimately in trouble. Like for real, for real. Because they just took now there was a awesome rivalry between uh, Brooks Kepka and um, who's the Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau had the, that. that was, they, they, were could, they, could, they could continue yeah. that rivalry over there. In, That's what uh, I'm Saudi saying. Arabia. Oh, the PGA the lost that rivalry so, if, if they continue to do what they want to do. Meaning if they suspend them off all tours golf, and golf or, or isn't PGA relationship. I don't think that golf needs money anymore now because they're losing guys. They're saving a lot of money because they don't have to pay these other guys. Yeah, but I they're guess. losing ratings. They're, the, the people but no, they're going to lose ratings over time. But these deals are in place, so it has. No, they weren't like, oh shit, we need to scramble and get more more money. It's actually counterproductive, in my opinion. But the deals are in place, so they're not scrambling to make more money. And like, let's throw in seven more commercials this weekend because we lost a couple guys. So the the long term picture, they might be in in trouble. But I think what's going to end up happening is more so than golf being forced into losing these players entirely they're going to be forced into adjusting the rule sets and letting these guys go do what they want but still compete in the pga you want to hear you want to hear petty from the pga right the u.s open was playing who's the guy who's uh dustin johnson signed with liv yes so dustin johnson played in the u.s open they didn't go to him once like he he shot two over, so he didn't have that great of a day but they didn't even give him any camera time so to me that's that's more than petty that's just stupid they Kyle, didn't give him camera time. Kyle Kamen, the only time you saw him is because he was paired with Matsuyama, and, he was and then like you'd see him like cross by. That's <laughs> like, crazy. That's dude. They're wild. just like no, no, no. Don't cut, cut off Dustin Johnson. No, no, no screw yeah. that guy. He left so, us already. So Kyle's wow. coming in and saying that he disagrees. We just watched an amazing U.S. Open, and not one of those live guys were in the top fifty. So, so exactly. Golf fans are going to watch things, and I mean, Kyle, you also have a, a gambling aspect of it, attached to it. So if you're just a golf fan, you might be missing. Some of the some of the sportsmen will call them because athletes is a stretch. No, but they don't, right, they don't have a TV deal. They don't have a TV deal yet, though, right? So how are people watching YouTube? YouTube as, as of YouTube right now. Show. Wow, it's us. It's, I'm, it's look, I'm curious to know how many viewers they're getting. We've talked about this. They're know. not interested in making money. I have a better question. All spinning this off of golf because obviously we could talk about this until we're blue in the face. Yeah. These guys don't give a shit about their money. Mm-hmm. They're not there to. This, this is not a business plan. It's a Tony Khan type deal. Yeah, where this is just go, I see that. Go collect baseball cards, but in this way, they're actually golfers. They're not baseball yeah. cards at, at all. So it's more like a hobby. My question is, when when are they going to start uh, making their pitch to free agent athletes? that are in other major sports come over and just look, you want to play there for 17 million or 25 million. What are you talking about? In other sports? I'm talking about Basketball, more so, more so NBA. Yeah. I think it's more possible in the NBA oh, because yep. that's 100% a sport that play internationally. And a lot of people play basketball. So let's just say, let's just say Damian Lillard is a free agent at the end of the Dame season time. next year. Right. 
and he's getting these these max offers in the NBA, and it's fifty million a year. And some some Saudi king or prince yep. is like, "Look, I'll give you a hundred million just for one season to play thirty games for my team." But how do you turn that? Stephon down? Marbury is Jordan in China. Yeah, you right don't. Now. He <laughs> is. Though, you yeah, don't. He has a. Tr- you don't. Uh, Marbury has his own uh, clothing line Bro, for Marbury. <laughs> Why wouldn't you though? Hell you know yeah. what I mean? Ooh. I mean, it's just Ooh. it's it's. It's crazy, money, man. and I don't think that the golf fan golf is going to lose ratings. I think golf fans are going to watch golf because it's more. I of a agree. What I'm saying sport. by ratings is, yeah, people tune and, into all this shit, but I just, it's just more things to watch. Nobody's watching like, well, you know, the live tournaments on today. I'm going to go watch this instead of the Buick Open. It doesn't work that way. You'll just put it on. You'll both. see that. You'll, you'll see watch this actual, on TV. And, you'll see the actual struggle, and Rob can get the correlation of like the Monday Night Wars when Liv goes head to head TV time. With another tournament, that's when you'll figure out like who's which, who's getting the ratings which here, they who's watching what, which they won't. Which like Bellator doesn't really go head to head with UFC for their pay per views. It's just one of those things where you don't, you're not going to go up and compete against the giant. And I think what the live aspect of things, what they might be trying to do more so than anything, is if it's a YouTube show, forget about the actual live broadcast. It's the content that they're going to be able to do after that, right? And clips and things like that. I think that's where most of these people are going to consume these golf tournaments. Isn't going to be sitting through a four-hour thing on YouTube. It'll just be cut up, and you'll be able to see these guys do their thing while watching the PGA Tour, and you just watch the YouTube highlights. Right. That's right. The, the new way to consume a lot of this shit anyway. That's um, how I consume my sports. Yeah. So, anyway, Kyle coming in saying he's placing an order uh, for cigars for the barbecue. So, yes, I will also take a cigar. Speaking of cigars, good segue here. Let's go to the parade yesterday. The Golden State Warriors held their parade. Plenty of cigars uh, were, were to be found because we saw a picture. You know, I caught a little shit for it, but there was a picture of Steph Curry with, like, the NBA Finals MVP, the trophy, uh, just a bunch of shit that he was, like, carrying with a cigar. He's like, what are they going to say now? And I retweeted and I said, you don't play defense. <laughs> like, but, but in any event, they win it. Dude, if Draymond Green, if Draymond Green isn't on your team. Is he the most hated person in the NBA? You don't have a team, so you don't really have a dog in the race, but, like, you're a Knicks guy. I don't know if you're a fan of the NBA, but um, as a Knicks fan, it's like Draymond Green is unlikable because of what he does. I find it the exact opposite. Well, you don't have a team. Yeah, but even if I... That's why you hate Tom Brady. Even even if I did, well, Draymond Green and Tom... Nobody's calling... there's a very big difference. You can't use Draymond and Tom Brady. That's a, what that's I'm saying. Is a guy, I get what you're saying. Tom analogy. Brady's not obnoxious, but like I would say, like I, I don't know, just somebody. All right, Erlacher, right? Erlacher plays for the Bears, right? And you're a Packer guy, and I loved Erlacher because I didn't have a dog in that race. He never really messed with me, but you hate him. He's a Bear, right? I just hated him because he was really good. Well, yeah. And he, but how about know, like your parents are crushing my argument? No, Marshawn Lynch. Do you like Marshawn Lynch because he's. People don't, really like, like, um, people don't like people don't like so take me out of it okay. rob is a knicks fan do you hate draymond green i like for me he's not a villain to the knicks though i understand i mean yeah because he's in the west yes, and he plays but like i once get what you're saying year. He's, he's getting to the point where it's like people that's like, like all right look, i'll use a better example right so we're knicks fans 90s knicks fans that's when they really yeah, were prominent okay. how can you sit there and boldly say that you loved michael jordan you no, could of course you couldn't he killed no, you, you right couldn't. yeah but so we're like, Michael but I'm Jordan saying, and Michael Draymond. Jordan was so cocky and confident, but he never talked shit. You're messing Michael, up my point Michael here. Jordan prevented, Michael Jordan prevented every single team I, in the NBA from winning a championship while he was playing in his prime. So, so then you had to Then Jordan. other people, other teams could all hate on Michael Jordan. I think Draymond, best comparison Rodman? would be, would be no. even more so as like more of a Rondo type where he's an antagonist and he's, his job is to get under the people's skin. Sure. And people don't like that. 
if that's the type of person you don't like. Like, if you don't like the brash guy, but Draymond's great for basketball. Everybody talks about it. Everybody's talking about him. He constantly says controversial things on purpose. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we, he gives everybody content. I think the Draymond thing is, is more or less, do you, do you mind that style of player or do you not? I just think that I love it. I, I know you love it. Again, no dog in the race as far as that. And and you know what? If I didn't have a dog in the race, Draymond, I, I would, I would, I would, I would mess with him. Let's you know what I mean? Like I, I was, like him. Let's just say I was a big but I just Heat think fan. That, I, I, still I like just it. think, I just think that yesterday's performance out of Draymond Green, and I say yesterday's performance basically because he was out there with an F Boston shirt on, like or draping over the day. Like, bro, just just be happy you won the NBA championship. You don't necessarily have to go out there and stick it. Have you ever seen a team like the Golden State Warriors that hold receipts as many as much as they did? Steph did the same thing. He won the title, and the first thing was, well, y'all haters out there. Like, no, just, just win the title. Win the title and be happy you won the title. You have all these guys out of control. Out of control, man. It's just, I don't know. I just love all of it. It's talking <laughs> shit. These guys, when you got guys on Memphis Grizzlies talking shit after you just eliminated them and saying like, oh, well, Ja did this in this game. And then, of course, you're going to hold a little bit of receipts. It's 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 fun. It's what makes it fun. It gives us shit to talk about. I'm all for it. Draymond, keep doing your thing. And maybe one day you'll be up there talking shit with Shaq. Yeah. I mean, look, I, again, I, I think he's... Did anybody see Clay take out somebody? He tripped over something and took out a woman. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, And there's like no regard. And in my mind, I'm like, well, maybe that was fake, Clay. Don't Bro, worry about Clay it. Clay got saved from one of the worst moments that a, a star <laughs> athlete could ever have in, in a real-life situation. It's unbelievable. Because he busted his ass. And if that woman didn't take one for the team, quite literally, <laughs> like she got lit up. And it oh kept him on God. his feet. But could you imagine seeing that if he didn't knock the woman over? Yeah. It like made it. Less embarrassing for Clay, even though he didn't even do shit. You talk about Matthew Stafford just letting her walk, pe like when that lady <laughs> fell and broke her back, and he just was like, "Oh shit!" Well, I mean, he turned around. Left. Clay yeah. did the same thing. He's but he was also yeah. he was also drunk off Henny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have to lead in with this. He is a former Cincinnati Reds catcher and baseball Hall of Famer, Johnny Bench. Spent years standing, squatting, running under the sun, okay? Under the sun. Now, keep this in mind. Eventually, the prolonged dangerous sun exposure caught up to him 10 years ago at the age of 64, and he was diagnosed with uh, basal cell uh, cart... Oh, Jesus. Melanoma. <laughs> like, I'm going with that one because that one's hard to pronounce. The most common type of non-melanoma, actually, skin cancer. Today, Johnny is cancer-free, ladies and gentlemen, a vocal champion for his efforts to get real about skin cancer. He's joining us today along with the leader board, uh, leader, leading board-certified dermatologist and skin, skin cancer expert, Dr. Ariel Ostad. Welcome to the Chop Sports Daily. Mr. Bench, Mr. Ostad, welcome. All right, let's try it again. Try it again. Come on. Come on. Basal cell carcinoma. <laughs> yeah, basal I did the cell best I could. I was like, wow. If I, I am like, I, I'm not, first of all, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, so that, that kind of doesn't uh, defeat the purpose. I want to thank you guys first and foremost. It is Dave Sturchio and Chris Gucci of Chop Sports. We want to thank you for coming on with us uh, and spending a couple minutes. And obviously, there is a lot we want to get into with you, Mr. Bench, as far as your playing career, what you think about the game today. But today, you're coming on with us to fight a different cause. And we definitely want to pick the brain of not only you, but also Dr. Ostad, about what's going on in the world of, of skin cancer. Because there's a lot of people that are going out there. Listen, I'm guilty, too. Over the weekend, Father's Day, I had a tank top on. And I'm just like, oh, I'll be fine. This will be fine, you know. And I'm burnt. I'm burning my shoulders, and I'm like, this is not good for the long term. So speak to us a little bit about that story, um, and, and tell us all about the Let's Get Real About Skin Cancer initiative you got going on. 
Well, I mean, let's face it, we think we are impervious to everything, everything else we don't realize. I grew up in Oklahoma in a small town. I worked in the field pulling cotton, chopping cotton, chopping peanuts, mowing the yards, right around the back of a pickup truck when I was little in Little League, and not having an idea that all of this was going to have an effect on me later in my life. So we done use the sunscreen. I mean, I, back in my day, they used to put iodine and baby oil together and they put it on your skin and they bubbled it up. And, you know, it was worse probably than the tanning bed, I would think, at this time. But old age and sunshine will, will take its toll. And when I was 64, I had these blisters on my eyes and uh, we had them lanced and they came back and that wasn't good. And they said, you need to see a dermatologist so I did, and I got a biopsy. It turned out to be basal cell carcinoma. They did a surgery called Mohs surgery, which means they cut away the tissue that hopefully contains all of the cancer in your body. And so far I've been uh, cancer-free for the last 10 years. So I've been working with uh, Regeneron and Sanofi to make people more aware of all of this. We have a website called letsgetrealaboutskincancer.com. And I'm trying to be the word. So what do you do when you really need experts? Well, you go to New York City, you go to one of the leading board authorities in all of, in all of uh, der uh, dermatology. And that's why Dr. Ariel Ostad has joined us today to make sure he tells you all the facts and maybe something that will prevent you from having cancer in your lifetime. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're sitting here right now, the dog days of summer. It's only going to get hotter. It's actually day, day one. Right? It is day one. Today is the first day of summer, and in New Jersey, that sun gets hot over here. So, Dr. Ostad, I, I definitely want to bring you on as well. Um, you know, if you can explain to us what exactly uh, non-melanoma skin cancer is, who's at risk for developing this skin cancer? Can you treat it? How do you treat it? It's, it's a serious thing going on right now, so shed some light on that. Absolutely. So majority of us know about melanoma, uh, which is a least common type of skin cancer, but yet there is a vast majority of skin cancers fall into the category of non-melanoma skin cancers. And they're primarily comprised of two types of skin cancer. One is basal cell carcinoma, which is what Johnny had and he's cured of. And then there's the cutaneous squamous cell carcinoma. These two, again, comprise majority of skin cancers. They're really uh, appear as tiny little blisters, tiny little skin-colored moles that may begin to bleed. They're getting, they get bigger, they don't go away, they're not healing. They may appear like a pimple, they may appear like a little wart. Uh, uh, and generally when these things are not healing, they're not going away, they're getting bigger, that's when you wanna see your dermatologist and have an evaluation and if possible, a biopsy to make the proper diagnosis. A majority of people who get non-melanoma skin cancer are individuals who have a long history of sun exposure, going back to childhood, who have a history of sunburns, uh, who are not using sunscreen. Uh, luckily, majority of these non-melanoma skin cancers are diagnosed early and they're treatable and they're curable. But there are unfortunately rare instances that these skin cancers can become advanced and therefore they become life-threatening because they can go to the nearby lymph nodes and from there they can go to the organs and become life-threatening. And uh, majority of people who do develop these advanced uh, non-melanoma skin cancers are men who are over 65, individuals who've had prior history of skin cancer or their skin cancer has come back. Okay, so... How common, how, just how common is it? Because I just turned 40, and I, I know you mentioned it's more common in men over 65, but my girlfriend's watching. I could imagine that I'm going to be getting a text message any minute now that I need to go schedule my first screening. 
Because obviously, as you hit 40, these are the start, start to things that I start to think about as, you know, we grow up and get a little bit older. Yeah. So what a great question you asked. So, you know, it is important that in terms of statistics, uh, one out of every five American will develop skin cancer in their lifetime. Wow. This past year, there were 3.3 million Americans who were diagnosed with non-melanoma skin cancer. Uh, in my 25 years of practice, I have seen younger and younger people, unfortunately, present with these non-melanoma skin cancers. I've seen them as early as 16 years old. And these are individuals who are, unfortunately, either athletes, people who work outside, lifeguards, landscapers, farmers, people who've seen our construction workers, people who just spend years in the sun. Certainly the ozone layer is getting thinner, the sun is getting stronger, and that's where you know sun avoidance and prevention is key, wearing that sunscreen, putting it on every two hours, uh, staying away from tanning beds, and just protecting yourself to avoid that sunburn. Yeah, I mean, look, to be honest with you, uh, I'm the worst applier of sunscreen in the history. I usually use the spray, so I'm usually like all over the place, yeah. and it's just not good. But now, I mean, you're scaring the hell out of me. So <laughs> I definitely want to definitely want to focus more on, on protecting myself. Uh, so, Dr. Ostad, where can our viewers right now, our listeners out there, where can they go for more information on how to either prevent this and the treatments that you provide? So the Skin Cancer Foundation is a great resource to learn more about non-melanoma skin cancer. I would also highly recommend you visit Let's Get Real About SkinCancer.com. There's a wealth of information there that can really help make you more knowledgeable and knowledge is power and that can really be life-saving. Excellent. Excellent information. Thank you so much, obviously, for jumping on with Mr. Bench. Now, Mr. Bench, before we get into the baseball, I got to ask you one more question in regards to this topic. Uh, is there anything you would have done different, you know, growing up before? Obviously, all the sun exposure, it's, it's one thing. But can you can you give me like a tip of what not to do uh, just to avoid all this? Well, I think really important is what uh, Dr. Ostek said is the, sun, is the sunscreen. And it's 30, 30 or above SPF is fine. If I reapply it every two hours. Wear your sunglasses because we don't realize, especially when we're around the water, that the reflection is coming up from, oh, I got a hat on. Well, the reflection is coming from the water and you're getting that reflection into your eyes and around your face. But every part of your body is exposed. I mean, when you're out there in that, I, I, had, I had this awful visual of him in this undershirt or whatever the hell it was. I mean, you guys out there and you're burned and everything else. But the fact is that every part of your body, I mean, I'm looking at little molds here. I'm looking at a mole here. I'm looking at something that may be on my forehead. There are different treatments, doctor, that you can do. I know that spray, which is, you know, you ever have that spray? Yeah, it's you? called cryotherapy, liquid nitrogen. Yeah. Okay. So you're using that, and that is doing what? So that's basically just freezing the outer layer of the skin, which is called the epidermis. And it's basically causing that area where you're applying that spray. Um, you're sort of killing those cells, and this turns into a scab, and it falls off. Okay, so what I, they, they said they were spraying sunscreen on. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, spray is good. Listen, I'm just going to get better at it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, isn't that the truth? Yeah, we should really all get better at it. But yeah, I think the key is to reapply it. The key is to basically cover yourself. You can put it on 20 minutes before you go into the water. 
I think and best sunscreen is one is the one that you actually like using. So this way you use it and therefore you at least protect it. Yeah, and your girlfriend's girlfriend's time. She's trying to tell it. No, yes. I wanted to say this. This is one of the things I wanted to talk about where it's like I feel like there's like a toxic masculinity going on amongst a lot of guys, especially men, you know, ages 18 to any age. But 18 on up when you should be really starting to worry about your health is when. You got these, me personally, I'm just lazy. Like, I won't do it. I'll either avoid the sun altogether because I'm pale. But, it, it, yeah, it comes, down to, it comes down to being lazy, and my girlfriend forces it on me, and every time I make it seem like it's a big deal. But in reality, I know. Like, I'm checking my spots as we're talking. You've been to the gym, you worked out, you got all these reps and all these ripples and everything else. You're going to show everybody at the beach how, how big they are. You got the guns now. You got the oh, you're giving me way too much credit. No, he's talking to me. Oh. <laughs> Johnny, we appreciate all that information. And obviously, before we let you go, we've got to talk some baseball, right? I mean, that's that's the name of the game. We're chop sports here. We always talk as many. All, we're well-rounded as far as the knowledge of all four major sports. Maybe not so much hockey for my friend Gooch over here, uh, but we do talk a lot of baseball obviously you see the yankee hat on my head uh, we're, we're new yorkers over here we're yankee fans but we want to talk a little johnny bench here okay i gotta ask you first and foremost i grew up mickey Mantle was my idol so mm-hmm. i mean i have no problem with the yankees you know i love it love to hear it i gotta know um before we get into dive into your career the game today um can you say that right now like your style of play do you think that any of the active players in Major League Baseball right now can emulate some of the style that you brought to the game, or is it just completely evolved? Uh, it's evolved. You know, I, I, I can still remember back in the 60s when I started playing and everything else that and the old-timers would say the great players of that era back then would play in the era this year, and then this era will play in the next era. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different trainings going on. I'm still trying to figure out analytics you guys may understand it. Uh, I mean, they said, what's your launch angle? What's your below? And they said, you know, I said, Johnny, what was your below? What was your launch angle? I said, well, if it went over the over the wall, I had real good lead. I had a great launch angle. I, I, I don't know. I think there's too much of that in my mind that I remember Sparky Anderson, the great manager of ours and the Tigers. And they said, how do you evaluate talent? He went, he said, you can see talent. You can see talent. But when they start trying to say, how do they make, how do they mesh into the team? When you got a team, they say their days go high in team. It's all eyes. You better have the best individuals at each position. You got to have the best second base, shortstop, and all this stuff. Well, I don't care. It still has to fit. It still has to be. There has to be a second place hitter. There has to be an eighth place hitter. There has to be a cleanup hitter. And all of those guys have to fit in because Sparky would ask us a lot of times, hey, would this guy fit on our team? We'd say no. We already knew that. We knew he wasn't the type of player that could fill the role of being on a bench player and playing every day. But there are guys out there that really are quality players that fit in. They don't have the egos. They don't have their agents. They don't have all the things. And that's probably the number one thing that's going on in my mind with the analytics and being able to say, this guy deserves this because he had, you know, he was, if he hadn't been on the disabled list, he would have 4,000 home runs. I yeah, and, and don't quite grasp that. My question with the whole analytics thing is like, if the analytics help so much, how come the averages across baseball are like 220 now, as opposed to where even 10 years ago, you know, you saw about seven, eight to 10 guys sometimes batting over 300. The days of multiple players hitting 300 are gone. And, I would say it's largely due to the analytics. 
you could say you could blame the shift, you could blame other things, but you have you have major league players that I believe get to the big show doing things a certain way, and then when you get to the big show now, they want you to do things all over again and change your launch angle and things like that. You don't see enough guys that are trying to go opposite field, and I do appreciate the home run. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm a Yankee fan, but I do think it affects things, and my whole thing is do you think that them going away from this shift next year will be a good thing? For Obviously, it's good for hitters, but what, do you, what are your thoughts on the shift? No, you're spot on. I mean, everything you said and everything else, they've been able to do that. You're able to watch film of what a guy's throwing and what he's going to throw you every pitch and everything else, how you've been able to do it. Sure, they're throwing harder. Sure, they've got the change up, which I think is the best best pitch in baseball. Yes, I think the shift is definitely thing. I also think that there are far better athletes than everybody else. They get baseballs. They are acrobatic. They chase down balls. But if you only hit it in one direction, my gosh, you put six guys over on that side of the field. I mean, you eliminate, you know, if you think about this, if you batted a thousand times, or let's say a hundred times, and you got 30 hits, you did 300. If you got three less hits, 27 hits, you're batting 270. Yeah, I talk about this a lot. But I think baseball has taken advantage of too many things about the shift and everything else. I think next year you're going to see averages go up 10 to 12%. I think the athletes are getting the baseballs that you've never seen possible before. And uh, it's exciting for the highlights for the defense, but you'd love to see a guy hit and run. You'd love to see a guy go the other way. You'd like to see a guy. I mean, the third baseman's standing on second base and he can't <laughs> Yeah, there. is he even a third baseman I, I say that all the time, Johnny. I, I, I look at this and I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me you can't just stick the barrel of the bat over the plate and put it down the line. Like, is that that hard? And then I've got, obviously, the, I'm not me. And I go in there and then somebody throws a 95 mile per hour here. What I do is, what I, do is <laughs> I typically take the side of the player in this situation. And I'm like, well, if he hasn't been asked to bunt in a major league game in his entire career, and now all of a sudden you're asking a guy to do that at the major league level, I'm just not sure because I've never been in the dugout, but that's what I was going to say. I'm like, yeah, maybe it's not so easy. There we go. We have it. I'll never say it again, ladies and gentlemen. I have been proven wrong. Mr. Bench has spoken. I mean, this is So there's so much to actually, like, dive into as far as your career. I do have one of a – first of all, I had somebody – comment we have live comments coming in and uh jimmy palumbo one of our hosts of our podcast number says you gotta mention johnny bench batter up every kid my age had that ask him about it that was unbelievable and i you know i remember there's about 10 10 major leaguers and that that have used that and and it was a great thing it was a post that set into a tub and uh, you put some cement in and then it goes around and it comes back around if you hit it and so you can sit there and practice your swing and then some idiot with a with a metal bat hit the plastic ball broke it hit somebody and of course what time that means is you get into wearing uh, or getting into a lawsuit and now you got a lawsuit and now you can no longer make it anymore so uh, the battle uh. by the wayside you know, that's a, that's a that's shame. A shame. That. That's a shame because you're looking for games. But they've like definitely that taken that idea and and innovated it. And talking like I have the opportunity. And thank you guys for being so aware of cancer and uh, the fact that you let me talk about how to be more aware of it. And going to let's get real about skincancer.com. Yeah, we really appreciate you, Johnny. Man, it's a, it's a really really gracious thing to have you on here. 
Doctor said, you still hear them? Yeah, I hear them. All right, talk to them. <laughs> so, um, let me let me know what you guys want to hear. I know you want to speak to Johnny, and I know you. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we have an audio issue, correct? Yeah. No, we don't have an audio. I think yeah, it, it, yeah Johnny's uh, mic pack might have died, but I do want to ask him. I mean, look, this is just personal I preference. Can, I, I mean, this relay, is not a. Yeah, I can relay the message to him. Yeah, not not a hard hitting question at all, really. Listen, I am a firm believer that a man named Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. I need Johnny Bench's opinion of that particular situation here i mean obviously you're in the hall of fame for your career numbers which are again outstanding especially one of the best catchers if not the best catcher, the best, the best yeah, catcher to ever play the game ring show showed his ring to the thing yeah he's showing the ring yeah, yeah listen i gotta know like does pete belong next to you does is there a plaque that belongs there thank you let's go <laughs> let's go already let's go you know you know if as in the eighth grade my my my, my teacher mrs tate said uh, if uh, you sleep in your own bed, if you make your, you got to sleep in your bed. If you make your own bed, you got to sleep in it. So I mean, it's just part of what what life is. Mm -hmm. And the one question I've always said, yeah, I mean, betting now has become a part of baseball. My gosh, everything is sponsored by betting. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll look at it differently. But the one question I always say is, do either one of you have kids? Yes, I got two. Okay, go home and tell your kids there's more rules. <laughs> the what? Go home and tell your kids there's no more rules. No more rules? No more rules, yeah. yeah. Oof. I mean, that would be a, a crime. So that I, would be an absolute never, mayhem at my house. I never house. thought about it like that <laughs> you got You got to draw the line somewhere. I, I do understand, but I think that the punishment served its purpose right, at this point, and now I think largely the public wants to see Pete in the Hall of Fame, so let well, sleeping dogs lie at this point in whatever bed they made, and let's get the man in the Hall of Fame. Right. Well, it's up, it's up to the voters, but thank you guys for talking about us, for, about skin cancer. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, hey, Johnny. Thank you so much for joining us, man, uh, and we appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Guys, that was Hall of Famer Johnny Bench. Obviously, a little pressed on time, so I totally get that. Uh, he's got a, he's got a nice little tour going on. There's a lot of a uh, lot, lot a, so, uh, a uh, what do you so call Johnny? It? If you're still watching, Press what tour? do you think of Spider Tag? <laughs> Do you have people used steroids in the past more often? No, uh, obviously. Thank you so much for Johnny Bench to come out. It was a very cool thing for uh, for for Chop Sports and all of us here. But I do I'd be remiss if I didn't say that the Chop Sports Daily obviously has been brought to you by. Uh, oh man, that one screwed up again. It's like they just they just they want to mess with me today. They already wants to mess with me today. But anyway, I guess I'll pull that away. I'm trying to pull it away at this yeah, point. That's yeah, gone. Whatever. Hey. I'll just do the read. What the hell? The hell with it. Nobody's listening. No, I'm kidding. Are you worried about your uh, if you run out of money in retirement or how you'll pay for long-term health care? Will your family be okay? I hope so. I hope everybody's going to be okay. Stop worrying. Start planning. A comprehensive retirement plan gives you security for a greater control over your money. Michael Fusco can help. I know you're probably looking for the graphic. I deleted it because I had already all set up, and then that sucks. Michael Fusco can help. As president of the Fusco Insurance Agency, Michael can work with you to create a comprehensive retirement plan. He'll explore using life insurance and annuities to help you build a more secure future so you can worry a little bit less now. Call 718-701-5787 to schedule your complimentary consultation. That's 718-701-5787. Guarantees and protections are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Some insurance policies are not available in all states. Oh, all right. I'm going to try to pull this guy up. Let's see if this works. There's my guy here. All right. Nope, didn't so, work. Son of a bitch. head on over to manscaped.com. Use yeah, the promo code SHOPSPORTS. You receive 20% off your entire order and free shipping anywhere in the world. 
So what we got now, obviously, Father's Day is over. We are working on the Platinum Package 4.0, mm-hmm. and it, it comes equipped with everything that comes came in the Father's Day package, plus then some. You get the... Mm-hmm. You get the ball spray toner anti-chafing boxers. So it's a ball spray toner in the same box as your anti-chafing boxers. The anti-chafing boxers, I have them on right now. Do you? Man, let me tell you. Yeah, bro. Do you spray your balls before you put the boxers on or while the boxers are on? So if you go on their website, you have the entire rundown on which which order to do it. First, what you do is you you apply the preserve. uh, No, first what you do is you take the, the crop... No, the lawnmower 4.0, uh-huh. and you shave everything down. Clean then you take yourself. the crop razor 2.0, and then you go the and lecture, get it nice and close. The then what you do is you take the exfoliator, and Hubble. you get all that extra, yep. sk- all that hair. To that open up hair. all that stuff. It grips it all off there. You wash that off, and then you take your the the actual lotion mm-hmm. and the, the soother the You're ball soother to oh, oh, have my hands on my balls right, right now so then you take your ball happening. soother and then uh-huh. it soothes your balls better or as good as you've ever had your balls soothed no more before. duck butter no more duck butter all going right. back. All you right. get the swamp ass out of the equation. Notice how I saved all these reads for after Johnny Bench. <laughs> I was just like this and is not good. Then you apply the ball spray. Then box not until the very end. I've then noticed you give that it if you good, use your thumb and you turn Then you turn give it, it a good five minutes and you walk around. A couple jumping jacks? You do a couple <laughs> jumping jacks. You walk around free balling it. Air it out. In the me. privacy oh of your own home, of God. course. And then you slip on those anti-chaving boxers. Scoop says he could do a demonstration Please, for us. For us. Yeah, call in now and just drop your pants. Um, anyway, <laughs> so. Manscaped.com, Chop Sports. What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports. And today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturch sent you. Speaking on personal experience, the house buying and house selling process is a bitch. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know who made it fun? You know who turned all this around, took all the stress out of the process? It's Curtis Counts of EXP Realty. Whether you're buying a house, selling a house, searching for a house, you'll get constant emails of things that pop up in your budget and what you're actually looking for. To start this process, you just have to call Curtis right now. You can reach him at 732-856-2293 or shoot him an email at kurtrcounts at hotmail.com. And yes, some, some of us folks are still using Hotmail. Takeaways from this Johnny Bench interview. I mean, obviously he's... Look, this is what happens. Like these guys, they have they have some a cause most of the time when they're doing media tours. So that's why we talked a lot about uh, the skin cancer initiative that he was talking about earlier. But as far as the baseball is concerned, uh, do you have any major takeaways from that interview? As far as like something maybe you're like I learned today, like maybe to like I don't know. Like, well, yeah, I learned that it's it's way easier for a major league player to lay down a bunt down the third baseline mm-hmm. if they put the shift on him. So I'm talking to everybody out there on the Yankees, particularly Rizzo does it sometimes, mm-hmm. but everybody else just start bunting down the line. No I more mean, shift. Starting next year, it's gone. Yeah. Well, we have a we have some games to win, important ones coming up this season. But I did want to touch on. I was going to ask him about the unwritten rules and and how often or or not for that matter that he would call for somebody's head. Not not in that way. I wouldn't have asked him that way. But, you know, buzzing people back and things like that and what constitutes it. And You think that's a catcher call? Uh, a lot of the times. Like it, maybe like a little it, a pinky that's showing you like way inside? Well, like well to give you an example back. of what I mean, like the catcher feels, I feel like the catcher 
he has a, a, a one-on-one talk with the batter. He's the one that really has the yep. most interaction with the other team. So he has a pulse as to really what's going on. They're talking to the ump the whole game. And, yes, they're calling the pitches. Uh, sometimes the managers do it, and a lot more now the managers might be sending in things. But if you have a veteran catcher that knows how to call a game, there's a reason why certain catchers, certain pitchers pick their catcher. It's like you'll only see Cole pitch with, with Higashioka yeah. catching or vice versa. I'm not sure if that's actually. I don't true. think it's a thing but anymore. But it is true, though. It wasn't. It's like, it's like the quarterback. Yeah, of the, he didn't like so the, catcher, the catcher will say, and they yeah. know a pitcher, so they know a pitcher is like maybe feeling a little pissed off, and you want to, you know, go hit the heavy bag a little bit. Let him buzz somebody back. It might give the pitcher a little more, you know. So yes, I do believe that the catcher has a lot to do with that, and I think he also has a lot to do with the way a team's toughness might be. It's like when you come to home plate and you're a little intimidated. If there's a catcher there that you know is going to call for a pitch that's going to come out your head, I think that gets overlooked in baseball is how the catchers are calling these games. And when we're talking about unwritten rules, that's what I wanted to ask him. What do you think of the bat flips? There's a lot of players that are advocating for it. Where I mean, not to bring up it's Trevor a kid's, Bauer, it's a kids' game, but where he's offering twenty five hundred dollars to minor league players to do something cool in a game. Trevor Bauer's just trying to stay relevant with that. But I didn't even see. I that. do think it's a. a I think Christ. it's a good thing for the game, and I know because I listened to Johnny a lot over the past week or so that he is pretty much an advocate for all things yep. players. I was going to talk to him a little bit about the work stoppage and see what he thought about that. Let's so get maybe Johnny we get Johnny the back, get Johnny on, back the on the podcast. I bet he would have, if, <laughs> if the audio didn't cut out, I bet he would have stayed. Yeah, yeah, and that was on there, and obviously, but I, he looks like he enjoyed being on. So Yeah, no, I mean, look, we've listened. you sent us that podcast yeah. the other day, and I was just in, back in September, so he's clearly, you know, still hip to the game. Yeah, you know, sure. he's, he's watching the game as it unfolds, and... You know, I was going to ask him for his World Series pick, but, you know, didn't get a chance to do I that I was going to ask him if he thought the Yankees fucked up by lowballing Judge and what, you know, yeah. what kind of contract Man. the free agency. There's a lot I, of things I, that I wanted I to talk about. You know what, Nick? You are not taking on the role of Johnny on. Bench. So, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting rough. Um, but, yeah, so that was a great interview. Uh, Gooch, what is on tap for the rest of the week, bro? What do we got going on? Um, I got to talk to Artie. The now. rest of the week, what, what do we have going on the rest of the week? I mean, we have the NBA draft coming up. Is Nothing that this Thursday? Is it this Thursday? I think it's this Thursday or next. I know it's on a Thursday. So anybody could. That's could how sad is that? that? It's like they don't even like this Thursday. We wouldn't even it's this know. Thursday. You wouldn't so, yeah, even know. Now, is there an Eli Manning situation happening here? Like, there's one of these guys there's that are like at the top several. of the draft. So, top of the draft where they're not good. Like, if they get drafted a certain place, he ain't going. There. All I know is, is everybody says the draft starts at number four. Nobody Pretty wants much. to go to Sacramento either. Everybody knows. So it's probably that. No, well, Sacramento, Sacramento has the fourth pick. And the Knicks have been rumored to try there's to trade couple, up. There's what, a couple what pieces. Do you so have? the player from Purdue is the guy that everybody assumes is the number fourth pick that everybody wants because they know it's going to be Chet Holmgren, either one or two. The kid from Duke, either one or two, and then there's somebody else. But Sacramento's drafted a point guard two years in a row. The, the first year it didn't work out. Second year was somebody else. But they also have the, the Darren Fox, and they don't want to really throw that around by drafting another guard, a shooting guard. And this guy is definitely the best player available at four. That's why everybody's trying to jump up into number four. So that's what they're saying. <laughs> so I'm reading right Mark here Mentz that, think we can that the Grizzlies are in in talks with with Sacramento for the fourth pick. So there's Memphis, a multiple teams there's a couple on teams, the fourth yeah. pick. But I'm the talking about Ivy. teams of of you know that have a chance to go deep into the playoffs to add a piece at the fourth pick, would you think that they're in a position that they would take a guard? Probably, right? Well, they're, they're, well, Jaws heard, are more I of a point. I forgot who it was. Who the hell is the guy for that everybody's coveting? What, what's his Ni- name? Ivy Nivey. Uh, from Ivy, Nivey, right? From Ivy, Purdue, Ivy. yeah. The kid yeah from Purdue. So he's a guard? Yeah, he's a point yeah. guard. Uh-huh. So here's the thing. there was I think it was either Tim Legler or somebody came on the, uh, the radio yesterday and they started talking about how this guy is Ivy. They're talking about is can't miss. Don't not draft him at four. Make sure you get this guy. Generational talent. My question is this: 
are the first three centers or something like that? Like, why? No, would, if this guy can't miss, big. then what the hell are we doing? Look, there's, uh, you're not going to see. Look, it's, right, so they're it's, bigs. It's bigs and and wings and point guards. That's basically how we're looking at this. So, what's a center anymore? There's like two traditional centers in the final. NBA. Everybody's doing things differently. So they're guys that are six ten, six eleven, and above. I'm not sure how tall Banchero is, Paolo, but this guy moved up. He was on Thursday or on Monday, I believe it was. He was like plus 1,600 to be the first overall pick. Later on that night, he was plus 900. Now he's sitting at plus 400. So there's things that are happening at the top of this draft. I don't know if it has anything to do with some of the trade rumors that are talking about, but I also see that the Suns are extremely interested in the sign-in trade with the DeAndre Ayton situation and to free up some cap space. They want to move up or vice versa. They, they want to move up into the eighth spot. They have somebody that they're targeting, and Ayton is probably his days in uh, Phoenix are done. Um. Well, that's interesting because I just two years ago Aiton was being touted as like the next big thing, and now he's just his days are numbered. Which Pretty is sure nuts. three years ago he was drafted over Luca. Yep. My God! And I Trae will Young. I will piggyback with um, some more trade rumors or free agency stuff as we get into the NBA offseason, which again it kind of officially starts on Thursday. You would think with the draft. But, like, this Kyrie Irving stuff is really starting to get legs, too, man. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, would he opt out? Would he do? Like, there's obviously a couple options here. Here's your options. A, he plays on his last year of his deal with the Brooklyn Nets. B, he signs an extension with the Brooklyn Nets right now so he doesn't have to play for that one-year deal. C, he opts out and goes to free agency. D, they can trade him. I think I, if I'm if I'm looking at this correctly, it all signs are pointing to him opting out. Like, I know we said will he yesterday, but after going over and, like, seeing how many locations that he's destined to go to, like, either the reunion with LeBron That's what or saying. a potential Knicks thing, I'll tell you right now, bold face right now, Knicks fan here, okay, I do not want Kyrie Irving on this team. And I'm not saying that the Knicks are Kyrie Irving away from being a playoff contender. They might be a guy like Kyrie Irving away from being a playoff contender. I don't like what he's done in his career. He's, he's talked his way out of Cleveland. He's ruined Boston. He's ruined Brooklyn. Like, there is... There's something about this guy, and I know James Rue came on my Twitter and said, I would take a top 10 player on my team. It's, but you don't get him. You don't get Kyrie Irving, the top 10 player. You might get him for like 20% of the year, but like the rest of the year, he's a headache. He's waking up on his birthday saying, eh, I don't feel like playing today. I, think yeah, I don't want I think Kyrie Kyrie's, Irving on the Knicks. Kyrie's attitude may have leveraged him out of some money. And yeah. he, right, he, that's what I'm saying. he definitely lost a lot of money by not getting the vaccine last year, right or wrong or indifferent. That, that did happen. So... I read a report this morning or late last night that was saying that no rival GMs actually believe that Kyrie is going to opt out, that he's just trying to leverage for a deal. And that could threatening, be threatening that he will opt out is like one of the things that the Nets really... You're looking at him right now with Kyrie on the roster, and if Ben Simmons gets his head on straight, they're sitting at third in the NBA in terms of favorites to win the NBA Finals. If Kyrie's off that team, that number drops dramatically. So... Just for the potential going into the season, dramatically though, because yeah. last yeah. year, remember last year he was only allowed to play half the season. Yeah, but the, and they were still favorites. But to the go idea there. that he would be there for the playoffs and even into the playoffs when Kyrie did come around, they were they were the favorites That's to win the East. Robert, uh, I don't know, how to say he makes a point. Watson got paid. Someone's going to pay Kyrie too. Yeah, I mean, that's a yeah, completely 100%, different situation. 100%. I think. No, but, but I mean, my, they're going to pay. I Like exactly what he says, probably a leverage but, thing. But it's a leverage thing. They're not, they're not, they're down to let him sit on this one year and play out this one year. I don't think he they were wants down to, to let him sit this month. I this think that's, that's who's no, the owner of the Nets. They have a choice there. But oh, understanding, no, like, they're, the Toronto Nets point. in this situation are like, yeah, we'll take you at this one year. There's inherent risk by letting you even be on the roster because of the way he acts. So 
Kyrie knowing that is like, well, after this season, I, I don't, I won't, might not be able to get the deal because I might have an injury. So, and you're you're older, so you oh, got to yeah. le- use no the player, leverage now when you can. Yeah, no player should want to play on that final year of the contract. That makes sense. Yeah. People get hurt all the time, so I understand Kyrie wanting a new deal. I just don't think Nets upper management right now want this guy on their team anymore. I think he's done enough damage to the team to not warrant him being here for the long term plan. You can do other things. You can do other Look, things. Dan, there's a there's a slippery slope there because it's not just what do the Nets upper management want. What does KD Marks, want? Marks, the Australian. What, what right. does KD yeah, want? Because really KD that's want. what it comes down to. The Nets aren't going to do anything if KD doesn't approve it. If if the Nets are like, look, and how do you even have that conversation? Because if, Ky- if KD and Kyrie are close and the Nets brass go, approaches KD and says, like, what do you want to do? Kyrie gets wind of that. Because they are close, yeah. Yeah, but say Kyrie gets wind of that, then there's now there's a fractured thing. Even if KD capes up for him and says, no, I want my boy in town. He's still going to find the fact out. That, the fact that they went to him and that's that's essentially giving KD, like, the pecking order here, which it's I think horrible. I But think you we assume all know. with the draft Thursday. It's so horrible that that's, like, a thing in the NBA. Any You know, in any sport. No, When no. you go to a LeBron or you go to a KD. See, I disagree. Like, what I disagree should we too. do I with disagree. this guy? I disagree, too. You're a, you're the fucking owner of a team. You're a GM of the team. Hold on. Make your championship no way, team. Bro. Stop asking fucking KD what he wants. No, I, Fuck that. See, I, just I, I just Johnny Ben. Hold on. You just heard Johnny Ben say the same thing, that the head coach would ask them, hey, do you feel like this guy can fit here? So I get you. I'm If you're on this team and you're all working together, I think you should be, be asked. Yeah, especially, especially when you're bringing in a guy the head coach. in free agency. When you're bringing in a guy, <laughs> in, <free> agency, <laughs> in, a guy in free agency like a KD, you don't know the conversations that were had prior to them signing him. So it might be like, yeah, we oh, will so sign here and we'll give you. We'll, we'll, give, we'll, we'll go to you. We'll talk your... to you. We'll, in the NBA, you're going to talk to the star player, GM LeBron, right? Aaron, we just watched this happen in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, where he was like, "Look, I'm not asking to make the call, but if you're going to cut a receiver, talk I, to me." And then he's the eighth guy on the list. You know, talk to me. I might give you the seventh guy instead to cut. And like, it's it's no harm, no foul. I just want to keep my guy here. But they didn't. But they didn't. So now, what happens to KD if they just but, said, "You know what? You know, KD's given his opinion. Like, they, Kyrie yeah, needs they, to be here." They didn't, and look what happened. Rodgers demanded to be out. Right. And then what ended up ultimately happening was the Packers bringing Randall Cobb on a bad deal. To, and then they trade Devontae Adams. To keep on, well, <laughs> holy shit. Nothing to do with, look, that has nothing to do with the ripple effect. No, of, that has zero to do with I it. I mean. No, don't don't just try and I'm paint not, the narrative now. No, that no, 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 no. I'm just saying. Everything Devontae that, Adams was offered a bigger deal for Green Bay. He didn't want to stay. That had nothing to do because with. Because he's looking at his future plans. He yes. knows Rodgers was a so, year-to-year guy. So the, the point that I'm making is when, when the Packers didn't go to Rodgers, he took exception to that. Right, mm-hmm. and he wanted to leave. So if the Nets don't go to KD, he might take exception to that and want to leave. So now, if they do, Kyrie might take exception to that and want to leave. So best bet here is to kind of just like let the media kind of dictate this. Have somebody in the media ask KD what you want. Maybe he'll be honest. I don't think he's going to be that straight of a shooter. He's going to say we're a better basketball team with Kyrie Irving. That's what he's going to say. Yeah. That's the easiest. Go to yeah. That's speech. actually a really Kyle has a question. A really though. good What's question. Up? Who's Kyle? more likely to opt out next season, Ky- Kyrie in Brooklyn or Harden in Philly? Both have one year player options. Kyrie in Brooklyn, and right it's not even close. Now. I think that fat bastard down in Philly is going to stay, and well, he's going to love the yeah. cheesesteaks, and he's going to stay. He's going to play for the I Philadelphia Seventy Six. I think Kyrie also has a better chance at getting an extension than Harden does. Yeah. I think because if you're who's looking more, at, all right, I, I'll give you this one. Riddle me this: We said who's likely to opt out? Who's more trustworthy as a as a Person, Kyrie, on your team. Ky- Kyrie, because James Harden. You're talking just, about a guy who opt, like didn't play because it was his birthday. You understood, know what I'm understood. But James Harden was also at 
uh, the baby's birthday. So it's like Kyrie's ah, at least doing point. it for his sister's birthday. James Harden, I think, is just lazy on and off the court. When Kyrie plays, you're getting a dog. You're getting a guy that when he's on the court in the fourth quarter, he's he's that dude, right? So I think that in terms of how their careers project going forward, Kyrie is way better than James Harden in the next four or five years. Why? Is, nope, it's not even a debate. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you as far as saying that Kyrie is a better basketball player than James Harden. So if I'm my respective team, I'm saying, you know what? I'd rather keep, yes, Kyrie Irving over, over James Harden. So, I get that point. But I just don't... I. So, but but I don't know, man. There is there There's has been there has been a litany there has been a litany of character issues, and I'm I'm using character issues in quotes because I don't think that this past season was a real character issue. I think he took a stance on something that maybe you agree with or maybe you don't, but there has to be a level of respect for what he did this year because if he was playing on Minnesota, he would have played a full season this year. Like he wasn't kept out of games for birthday parties this season, right? Uh, Two was, seasons ago, he was. One game, I understand, well, and I'm not. To, I, and believe me, well, I've always, that much money, I've bro. always bashed Kyrie. But this is the modern day athlete. This is the NBA right now. The Nets condoned it, so that's the type of shit you could. You don't have to condone. His teammates condoned it, so maybe there's a, another conversation. But yeah, I'm I'm looking at Kyrie as way less of an issue in terms of on the court. He's a better player, and off the court, it's not like he's uh, just out drinking henny until 7 in the morning and then showing up to so practice. It, I think Kyrie works Kyle hard. Kyle coming in very well, very good here. Since Kyrie left Cleveland, both teams played for have had better records with Kyrie on the bench than in the lineup. Food for thought. So he's nice, uh, but he doesn't translate into winning basketball games. That's where I think the Nets are at right now. They're at a crossroads. They're saying, look, we got swept out of the playoffs last year, right? Kyrie was available for every single game. We got, tr like, just trounced, gone. Years over, right? So if you have this guy and you still couldn't get it done, what, what's the point of having that headache again one more time and, and keeping him around for another year or even whatever extension? Can you imagine a world well, where we're talking it's, about it's, Kyrie it's Irving a signing similar, a five-year, six-year deal? It's a similar situation to the John Morant story. It's a similar – like Kyrie, it's, it's like you can't win a championship with Kyrie, I guess, right? You just can't, even though he has a title. So you can't win with ja – they're, they're better without him on the court. But then if you look at their actual championship hopes, they cannot win one without him. So it's like they might be a, you get what I'm saying? Like you take John Moran off that team, they're not a two seed or a three seed, or I think they were the two seed. They're not a two seed. They don't even get close to that. So I understand, maybe they did. They were 21 and five. So maybe they would have been the one seed. So I know Kyle's probably in the comments saying, well, you know, they probably would have still made the playoffs, but their championship hopes are gone without a star. Yeah. So, but do you think that Kevin Durant is a, and according to what you think would happen with Ben Simmons, uh, and maybe he plays actually for the Nets. A KD and Ben Simmons vehicle with the parts around them are not a championship caliber team without Kyrie Irving? I think they are. I think they can compete in the East with just Durant and Simmons and their pieces around it. Joe Harris and all these other guys. I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think, think KD, Kyrie, Kyrie, to me, Kyrie only translates into headaches and not wins, I think bro. KD is just another year older. As this we just keep in on from going. ESPN. Uh, lawyer saying 20 of the 24 civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson over allegations of sexual assault have been settled. Settled. Fuck. Settled. That's four. Four left. If you would have settled these lawsuits before what do you think that money the was Browns for? trade, he'd probably be a Dolphin right now. You're probably right about that. You know what's so funny? The I, Dolphins I, I, wanted to do it. They just wanted him to settle first. He wouldn't or wouldn't do it on, on so, time. But, all right, listen. 
I'm hearing I'm a year about, suspension. I'm not about to sit everywhere. here and downplay. A year suspension, a year suspension. One. No, obviously not. You know what not. I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. There's I'm just still reporting four news. women out there with some serious shit mm-hmm. on Deshaun Watson. Those aren't settled. No way. No way. The ones with the cash app receipts and all that shit, I'm sure he was That's like, all right, the, settle yeah. up. But there's some dirty shit that Deshaun Watson did. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that there is a chance, a there's a smidge of a chance that Deshaun Watson does not lace his cleats this year. No, yeah, he's not. That's I, reports I think are getting coming them settled, out. That's getting be them settled. Out settled that's, is that's one the thing. shoe. That's Still, the, the shoe to drop. It doesn't mean oh, he settled his lawsuits. So it's like taking a plea deal yep, in terms of exactly. when you settle a yeah. lawsuit, you're not. There's no criminal charges, but nope. it's like agreeing, like all right, NDAs. you owed some money for this. I fucked up. Here's some money. We're we're good now. Okay, we're good. It's the same as being like yeah, but I'll, you still you still shit all over know, the shield. With, yeah, he's with get, the, he's with getting the, the one year. I think he's shit gonna all get over year. their fingers too. We'll see. We'll see. We got a big week coming up. Obviously, we're going to be prepping for um, the party that's going down on Sunday. So be sure to check it out as we pull up the old uh, Doppler radar here. We're looking at looking really good. We're looking good. Eighty nine and just there's a sun emoji. So there's no cloud. Um, there is nothing. There is it's one. It's going to be cooking. Thing. So make sure you wear your sunscreen. Because, ladies and gentlemen, you will cook out there. One last thing I wanted to touch on real quick Go before we left. Did anybody see the Braylon Edwards comments on his po- I think it might even Braylon be Braylon Edwards, podcast. like the Braylon receiver, Edwards, like the former the, receiver. The Cleveland Browns, former Cleveland Browns. Former Michigan. He's out of the league receiver. right now, right? He's yeah. like, out of the league right okay. now. Right. 17. He had a very, I, I feel <laughs> I like I, it was an entertaining podcast. I did listen to a clip of it. I won't mention the name of who sent me it. I'll tell you. Actually, it was Ibby. We're going to talk about Ibby? it. Ibby? Ibby sent it to me because it... Brelin Edwards has some disparaging things to say about one Troy Aikman. So they were ta- they were going. Oh, over why would Braylon Edwards is, have anything to say? about Wait, They were talking about quarterbacks. It wasn't like he had something personal against okay. Troy Aikman, but they were bringing up quarterbacks, and he was like, quarterbacks that maybe are a little bit overrated, <sighs> right? And Braylon Edwards, they pulled up Troy Aikman's numbers, and he started laughing. Right? He's like, bro. He's like, I'm not even going to get into the yards and completion percentage. And he was like, because that's really bad. But he was like, let's look at the touchdowns. He was like. I have like nine se- he has nine seasons of his career where I caught more touchdowns than him in, in my best season. So Tr- Braylon Edwards had 16. So I think Troy Aikman had nine seasons with under 16 touchdowns. I don't find that be factual at all. Actually. Yeah, but they were running the ball, uh, and they won Super Bowls. No, 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 no. I know Troy Aikman's stats ain't like that, though. It's just funny. Go look at the interview. It was pretty funny. No, I'm going to look was at the pro, podcast? pro football reference right now. What was the podcast uh, As we look at touchdowns here. Oh my God! <laughs> Wait a minute, timeout. This can't be right. <laughs> so, all right. So in 2000, he got taken out. Uh, 17 and his high ever was 92, where he threw 23 touchdowns. <laughs> like what era did he play? 1921. <laughs> what the hell am That's I his doing career here? High. I should have never. You know what? I should have really? never even looked. So Braylon might be onto something here. 22. Turn in your jacket, bro. Stop! Stop that. Stop that. Three times. What was the what was the minimum what was the minimum last year <laughs> just in the minimum, NFL? First of all. Well, I'm just right? I'm curious. Oh, you mean to the know. lowest starting quarterback touchdown? from last year? Probably like in the teens. I think um I would say it's a teens. I think Cam, I hope it is. <laughs> no, Cam Newton Cam Newton played. Oh, Bastone, you're about to be blocked out of this chat. Bonafide Matt Schaub? Oh. Are we kidding here? Are we kidding here? Oh, I can't do this wow. anymore. I was in a good mood. I was frazzled this morning with all the stuff going on. Then we had a great interview. And hey, you're bro, about yeah, to that's set the what tone for my his, afternoon like, by saying he's Matt fucking his, Schaub. His touchdown to interception ratio is like one to like 0.75. He's thrown like three picks for every... T- uh, First know, of all, his career numbers, 32,000 yards, about 33,000 yards. His touchdown to interception Joe Burrow's ratio... about to pass him. <laughs> 165... T- 165? <laughs> 
Joe Burrow is going to pass Trey Aikman in career yards next season. You know season. what? I've had enough. It's the Super Bowls, baby. I've had enough. Any play for like two different. No more Aikman slander on this show. It will not be permitted. Larry Allen was really good, though. Greatest guard so, of all time. So we'll anyway, that. we want to thank one more time uh, Johnny Bench and Doctor Ostad for coming on the Chop Sports Daily today. Uh, we got a big week coming up, so be sure to check us out every day at eleven o'clock. Um, yeah, we got to uh, again more Jimmy Palumbo show. If you're a pro wrestling fan. Be sure to check out the Fight Factory dropped this morning. Uh, we have a, a new Jimmy Palumbo show probably dropping tomorrow. Uh, I think all the, the, the other podcasts are back. Till Mets do us part coming back this week along with the goddamn Jets. So be sure to keep subscribing to the podcast network in addition to our YouTube channel here. So for Sturch and Gooch and, of course, Wrestling Rob, thank you very much for producing an awesome interview. And, of course, Nick for some of the behind-the-scenes action. This has been another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. We will see you guys next week. Please like the video. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.